How's it going, guys? Outlaws of Horror here. I'm your host, Scott, and I'm sat here with the lads. So go on, boys, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm Paul. Hi, guys. It's Alan. Hey, guys. Cameron. And Colin here. Right. So, guys, <clears throat> this one is going to be a controversial one. Probably, some people will probably fall out as friends on this one. <laughs> but we are all friends. So we are going to be talking about superhero stuff. But before we get there, we're going to start talking about some news that's happened this week. So unfortunately, for love of horror, for those of you who are going, has been cancelled and I can assume or what the majority of the people on this podcast are pretty pissed off about that. Yep. yep. Oh, yes. However, safety comes first in all aspects of life. So we have to wait until next year. So hoping that next year is going to be bigger, better and it'll be worth the wait. I did get told by Neil Hibbert as well that refunds are going to be being issued as from next week and uh, your previous tickets will work for next year's um, event. So it's up to you. You can take the refund or keep the tickets. Me personally, I'm keeping my tickets for next year. And um, yeah, shit. Anyone else got any news? Because that's just bummed me out, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was disappointing, but I suppose... Yeah, you can understand. I mean, they put a really good professional statement out. You know, they talked about the fact they're getting problems with the guests coming from the States, the fact the photo ops wouldn't be the kind of experience that they want to promote. So, yeah, it's gutting, uh, but you can uh, you can see where, they're, see where they're coming from. So I kind of understand. No, I'd, I'd like to chip in. I, th- I think what the guys have done, they, they're, their statements, their bulletins, whatever you want to call them, I think they have conducted themselves brilliantly throughout the whole thing i think they've been just ridiculously open transparent and honest which is great um they've not lied to people they've just said this is what our thoughts and feelings are this is what we're planning to do if you don't like it please you know have your money back or whatever i for one i'm yeah i'm gonna roll mine on to next year but i do think um with i mean there's events now i know there's events in november being cancelled in england um, I know people are in America and Spain and Portugal at the moment, and they've changed the rules for that. I genuinely do think that we're going to struggle right through Christmas and the new year to get any sort of mass gatherings or conventions. And I think we're kidding ourselves because if, if we're, if we're all brutally honest about it, we've had a virus come out this year. We locked down for about two, three months. And then our economy said, fuck that shit. We need to get fire it back up with precautions. And the precautions are just like the flip of a coin, depending on which shop you go into. Yeah. And until no. we get our shit together, I don't think the problem will get resolved. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, <clears throat> we walked around uh, Asda to last night, getting some food. Me and the girlfriend, we had our masks on. There's people walking around with no mask on, and apparently the, the rule in Asda is, is if you want to wear it, wear it. If you don't, don't. Yeah, they won't enforce it. What, yeah, what's like, what, what's that about? Even employees in Asda was walking around with no masks I on. I was it in, was. I was yeah. in Tesco's earlier, and it was the same. All the all the customers were wearing the masks, but the staff weren't. Yeah, supposed to lead by example, right? It is yeah. one of those mob mentality things where someone goes, "Oh, I can't breathe when I've got a mask on," and it's like, well, "No, you can." You just, you just, you just, just been an, yeah, he's been an ass about it. And then another person goes, "Well, if he doesn't have to wear a mask, I don't want to wear a mask. Just, just put your mask on, man. I'm 25 years old. I don't need to be locked in my bedroom away from my family and friends because so, you can't be ass wearing a mask." That's it. So just to summarize of what we've just been speaking about, then people 
follow the guidelines, you dozy fuckers. We want to go to these conventions and we're missing it because of you cunts. Right? <laughs> so twice I've missed uh, Tony Todd now. Fucking twice. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. And the worst thing is, is it'll be interesting to see if they get everybody back next year or if even some of them are still alive next year. Um, well, it's always a gamble, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just can I, can I take this into a deep and meaningful moment very quickly? Because um, whilst it's devastating for us in general, it's far more devastating for Colin. It's far oh, more devastating oh, for Colin. Why? Because, is that? Why is because that? Colin, um, Colin, this is one of the things that me and Colin have always known. And I want to share with the podcasting world because Colin um, likes to go to his own conventions. Colin, Colin likes to uh, uh, embrace part of a demograph, which is a wonderful uh, thing. And I just want to show um, a, a picture from Colin's very own convention, if I can get this on my background, because I think it needs to be shown. So if you look here, that is me. you can see, is this is Colin's Hugger Cowboy Con. Um, <laughs> kind of mad to think it's actually a picture of Colin this time. Hugger and, and Cowboy my... Con is still running. Are we still doing it in December? Speak to Michael Madsen. I mean, that's who decided to come as a cowboy. I mean, obviously, he's got a got a thing going there, you know. Sorry, I had to. Probably I just found bizarre. the photo on my on my computer, and I thought, yeah, that would be me. The problem oh, is, no. of course, these things happen behind a curtain, and you don't know quite what you're going to be hit with until that you get to the front of the queue and that curtain's pulled back. And there I was, hit with John Denver, or you know, whoever I thought it was <laughs> at first. You know. Can I just say on a very serious note, guys, obviously all the outlaws here will uh, obviously agree with me. Um, for the love of horror, it is run by people and an organization that want to put on the best shows for you. I would recommend holding on to your tickets rather than getting a refund just so next year's event can still be a really good one. as uh, Maybe even better than what they've put on this year. Yeah, that's a good oh. shout, Cam. Yeah, I think, so. I think that's a good shout because especially shows need that cash flow you know yeah. they need that I'm, cash flow i'm going to make a, a suggestion actually um i think that it would be really cool is if those people who do hold on and roll forward that maybe the the organizers can give them give them some sort of goodie bag for when they come next year as a thank you for your loyalty sort of yeah. thing do you know well, what i mean it doesn't no, have to be much did you not oh, just leaving him with felicia wells would be yeah. nice mm -hmm. i think the i think the statement mentioned about a little special extra for people who do hold on to their tickets if you were, if you do come to uh, for Love of Horror next year, and you show one of the outlaws your ticket, we will um, let you pick up Colin. Yeah, we will. In whatever yeah, form you we Colin. will <laughs> sell and whore off Colin in any way you desire, Colin. That's 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 going to generate pretty little interest. If you yeah. want it's to be oh, I mean, we can Sean get a taller person. It's up to you. No, <laughs> Colin is that's that's Colin's been called Doctor Strange many a time, but not in the superhero intent. Oh, <laughs> well, um, moving on, I only have one piece of news, uh, and it's just about a little up and coming release. Uh, early August sees the release of uh, Daniel Krause's uh, post collaboration with George A. Romero on a book that George had mostly finished uh, before he passed. Uh, and Daniel's worked very closely with the foundation and in particular Suze Romero to finish off this book, The Living Dead, uh, which comes out in August. I, of course, pre pre-ordered my copy uh, and I suggest anyone uh, who's interested in the work of George does as well. Uh, I've ordered the audio book. You've ordered the audio book because you just can't be bothered to read. 
Um, yeah, to be honest, be, yeah. For reading. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and obviously that's all your usual places, you know, where you get your books. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely give that a little pick up and support the work of George. Another reason to be supporting the week, uh, the uh, George <clears throat> Romero Foundation. Yeah. You, you get all these little surprises that keep coming yeah. out, and at the moment they're bringing out and doing some really good work. Right. So on with the podcast. Now, if you've listened so far, we are going to be talking about, we're going to be doing the outlaw side now of the horror scene. We're now going outside the box. We're going to talk about superheroes on this um, <clears throat> podcast. We're going to talk about the films, the good films and the bad films, the ones that we think are good or bad. Probably have a little argument about Heath Ledger not being an actual Joker or even being good, <clears throat> you know, and how Batman v Superman is the ultimate superhero film of all time. I will quite happily argue with anyone with that. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so I'm going to go out there and say Zack Snyder, boss at his fucking films, he should have been able to do what he wanted to do and stop listening to all the snowflakey fucking cunts going, there's a shit film, what? I should have just fucking yeah. gone with it. Well, no, I, I mean, I'm a big Snyder fan anyway. Well, you know, right from uh, 300 and Sucker Punch and, and all those other things. And even the Dawn of the Dead remake, which obviously gets passions going when you put that into a, you know, a forum that is uh, in any way, shape or form associated with original Dawn yeah. of the Dead. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I agree with you, Scott. I think his, you know, his man, uh, Batman vs Superman, amazing film. Really liked it. And uh, yeah, he needs to, needs to do more. Yeah. I, I think. I'm definitely looking forward to his Snyder Cup. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. looking forward That's to his Snyder It's going to be something, something to look forward to there. Cool. Yeah. 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 I love the Batman versus Superman uh, extended cut. I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm very cynical when it comes to now cinema releases in general because there seems to be this criteria of it's either 90 minutes, hour and 45, two hours, 220 or three hours, yeah. and that's it. And the three-hour ones don't get heavily pushed to promote it, and they're the ones that the fan wants. The fans want mm. the most content, the most storyline yeah. possible, and it's such a ball ache. When you go, you save up your money, you pay for like, I mean, Christ, we're of the age where we've bought it on VHS, we've bought it on DVD, oh, we've bought God. it on Laserdisc, we've bought it on Blu-ray, bought it on fucking, you know, 4K bloody um, DVD now, It's yeah. and digital. It's re- absolutely ridiculous, but... I'm, I'm just going to throw out a Betamax as well. Betamax. <laughs> a little bit before I could afford that, but um, it, it's annoying when you buy the film and then there's a the director's cut. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, Colin knows this. I'm an iTunes. Uh, I, everything I own now is on iTunes digitally, and I've bought a film, and then six weeks later, it's there's the digital extended edition, and you go, oh, right, I'll fork out, I'll buy the digital extended edition, and then maybe three months later, you look at the original version, and they fucking re-uploaded it to have the digital extended version. It's you end up with two copies, and you know it's like, yeah. and they've done that on the Alien movies on yeah, Apple. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you, Apple. You have absolutely shafted every customer of yours with your consistent spanking. If they change the cover on a fucking film, they will withdraw it and re-release it and make you buy it again. They're absolute wankers, iTunes and Apple are. Just my rant for the podcast, sorry. Is that legit? Yeah, they just changed the they're colour. They're completely yeah, wiped, you got to buy I, it again. I'll, I'll be honest with you, there are films I've bought on iTunes and I've accidentally bought them like four fucking times thinking, oh, there's something wrong here. And then you go online and you research it, and there are so many films that have been withdrawn. Um, oh, what was the one that was advertised? 
I think it was uh, the fifth element is is on pre-sale at the yeah. moment on the iTunes store. But I own the fucking film in HD and, and it's yeah. just there's no difference between it. Even the covers are the same and everything. But there's some weird glitches in the iTunes store and they're not fixing them. Yeah. And it's a pain in the ass. There's a lot of that goes on. Uh, I've started to notice that. Yeah, it's strange. Anyway, superheroes. I just Sorry. want to go back to what uh, Paul was saying before about the, you know, the length of films and stuff like that. I remember as a kid watching The Last Samurai. I feel like 2003, and that was like a two-hour and 30-minute long film. And I was, yeah, exactly. And as a kid, though, I was like, fuck me, this film's long. <laughs> but like, now we'll gladly go and sit in the cinemas for three and a half hours to yeah. watch, watch Batman go... And then Superman go, what the fuck? <laughs> you mean? Of course. Yeah, we'll get to them. We'll get to them films. But yeah, it's like, it's like, um, that given that like, making films good or bad, I think, to be fair, I think some films are destined to be done badly. And it's not because of film shit. I think it's the PR that happens before it. For instance, let's just go with Batman Superman because we kind of started this. <clears throat> Before that was out, it was postponed for a year, and everyone was like, oh, shit, it's been postponed. But things were getting leaked a lot. I mean, I walked into that film for the first time, and I thought I'd already seen it, if that makes sense, because there was so much in the trailers. There was just everything. Now, I don't think they needed to show you um, Doomsday or whatever, and they didn't need to show you uh, Wonder Woman. What I think they should have done is with that is not do that. Um, they should have just basically... Let it happen. Because if you was watching Batman v Superman for the first time, and, you know, because they're, they're talking about a lot about this thing called the white Portuguese, and Alfred, which, by the way, Jeremy Irons was perfectly casted for that. I will, yeah, yeah that was perfectly good. casted. Yeah. He even turns around to uh, Ben Affleck or Bruce and says, you don't even know if the white Portuguese is a man or a woman. And then he says, it's definitely not a man. So then when you see, when he goes and selects his house and he puts that thing on and then he sees Wonder Woman or, you know, Gal Gadot's character, saw that, one, that could have been the white Portuguese and he would have thrown everybody off. So everyone's like, oh, okay, whatever. But then when he's getting about to get fucking zapped by Doomsday and then all of a sudden she just turns up and she just appears, that would have got every nerd in every cinema throughout the world fucking bouncing. Fucking no way Wonder Woman just appeared. That was amazing. Yeah. But the new Wonder Woman was in it. She was on the fucking posters. It, it kind of took an, an essence of the surprise out of it, and that's probably one of the reasons why that film did fail. Too much was revealed. I mean, we didn't need to know that Aquaman, Cyborg, and Flash was in it. We didn't need to know that, but they, uh, they told us. I think it was like it was like the the Batman the actual Batman Superman fight was like ten minutes long, and I think like seven minutes of the actual like fight between them was in the actual trailers itself if you watch yeah. all the trailers that like, you, you see most of the batman super like batman versus superman fight which was just like it's fair to say the film was overly teased yeah yeah, yeah overly definitely. teased it's a shame though because if you watch the extended version um i watched that in the film in the cinema and i thought this 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 continuity errors there's something wrong here then i watched it and i and i i left genuinely disappointed a bits i liked and and to me, Henry Cavill is uh, is a phenomenal Superman, and mm. Snyder's Man of Steel is a wonderful reimagination. It's a masterpiece of Superman movies. It's right up there. You know, mm. a lot of people argue Christopher Reeve because it's the nostalgia. 
you know, from when you were young and all the rest. And, he, and Christopher yeah. Reeve was a wonderful Superman. But um, Batman vs Superman was ruined, I think, by movie studios. But the extended cut, it made perfect sense. And then Justice League, which was a pile of shit. I am so looking forward to the Schneider cut because yeah. hopefully now we'll get back to some sort of consistency because the Wonder Woman movies are brilliant. The Aquaman movie was brilliant. Yeah, and what was. they really need to do is get the DC universe back on the rails. Because yeah. even the uh, crossover TV series was fucking awesome. The way they, they explain their multiverse is yeah. brilliant because Marvel aren't doing that. Which well, allows them to tie everything together. Well, uh, yeah, so, saying that, like I remember fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously a lot of that. The Marvel movies fucked up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by introducing yeah. so much, like when Hydra was turned out, Shield was actually Hydra. Yeah, yeah. Agents of Shield didn't know that, so they had to change an entire storyline to fix it. In. Yeah, they had to re-edit episodes and refilm bits. But yeah, it's, it's like weird. it's like, what's the point in you know, like like you said, the CW have done perfectly by introducing you know the anti monitor and stuff like that. And then, obviously, recently in Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, yeah, Gus Grant good. met Ezra Miller's Flash, and they were like, that what was the fuck's going on? Yeah. So it, it actually bad. turned out Michael Keaton was supposed to be in them. Yes. Michael Keaton was supposed to be Batman in uh, one of the Earths and stuff like that. So Marvel isn't the best cinematic comic book universe out there because they, they fuck themselves over by doing stupid shit. Because Marvel shit. No, no, I'm fucking <laughs> fine. Sorry. Who, who said that? Like, Scott, Scott looked behind him and thought Superman was real. Um, yes. bless him. No. Um, Do you know when you, Paul, you were going on then about like the the um, Justice League movie? Do you know when like animated TV shots where like someone takes like heroin and it's like all oh, dark and dismal, and then they take it and everything. All of a sudden, like the sun's smiling and the trees are dancing and stuff. That's Josh Whedon's fucking version of Justice League, man. I don't want happy smiley, man. <laughs> I, I tell you, I tell you what, let's go. Let's go back to Michael Keaton's Batman real quick. And, oh, angry. Um, right, yeah. So yeah, let's let's, let's yeah let let's let's let we're gonna start something now. This is probably gonna cause argument, and I hope it does. By the way, we are all friends. Right, <clears throat> there's a multiverse now happening in the DC where they're gonna start with Flashpoint and they're gonna try and get all this shit happening, and they're gonna bring back Michael Keaton doing Batman. They're gonna bring yeah. Ben Affleck back doing some shots in his Batman and kind of stuff. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, they're not bringing Christian Bale back because he was shit. <laughs> 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 they're not bringing Christian Bale's Batman back, and it's because he was shit. Oh, he, do you know what? He had his place. Yeah, yeah for those Christian movies, he had his place. Yeah. Do, do, what, do you know what? They they were Nolan's trilogy is amazing on a lot of fronts, but I have to say, not because of Affleck's Batman. When you think back at the trilogy and what made them films make them, I, I don't think of think of not Affleck's Batman. Sorry, Bale was Batman. He's not the best. But I, honest, I think Bale's the, the, the original Batman Begins was probably the best Batman origin story I've ever seen. Our origin story, but I still think Keaton's um, Batman is actually the definitive Batman movie for me. Even though it was camp and silly at times, he really nailed the gothic... I always I, looked at Gotham as a gothic world. and Yeah, but that's what made it great, camp and yeah. silly. Well, let's let's just just let let me just have a bit of a two cents worth on that because Batman Returns, yeah, a little bit camp, a little bit silly, but those two uh, 
terms are only reserved for Batman and Robin, which is the most campest, most ridiculous piece of nonsense ever made. And that, in yeah. fact, as far as I'm concerned, for that original quadrilogy, there's only two films, the first two. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burton's ones are the only one. They're standalone. Yeah, you're right, you're right. right. stuff sucked, I'm sorry, but it's sucked. It did. They were Batman movies and the Batman Robin and obviously and shit like that. They were, was it Batman Forever? Yeah. Batman Forever. They were were shitty comic book movies. That's exactly it, because everyone was like, oh, fucking hell, Tim Burton's are too dark, too dark. You can't accept it. You can't open a comic book and it's not all dark. We need comic book film. So Schumacher went, right, I'm going to give you a comic book film and it's going to have nipples on the suit and it's going to be fucking quiet. It's going to be dead fucking... Batman's going to have a fucking... Yeah, credit card, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're going to see him spend money, and yeah, it's going to be great. And then it turned out to be fucking shit. Just like Nolan's Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face, though, was fucking great. I loved it. I thought he was fantastic. I'll be honest, I did like the Riddler as well. I did like Jim Carrey's Riddler. I thought that was pretty cool as well. It should have been cool. I mean, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze... Not the worst piece of casting ever gone on in the world, let's be honest. Jim Carrey, like you say, the Riddler. I mean, the ingredients were there. It just didn't... That just went wrong. Horribly, horribly wrong. I think it was the fact that someone looked at fucking Alice Wars thing and went, oh, yeah, all he does is one-liners. Let's make every piece of dialogue he has. A one-liner. A (laughs) one-liner. What the the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! (laughs) (laughs) In fact, there's a YouTube video with his, like... Arnold Schwarzenegger's 150 best one-liners or something, and I swear half of them are from that one movie. <laughs> that's it, 90 of them from that film. <laughs> but that's it. As they say, I think um, I think George Clooney was a terrible Batman. I think Val Kilmer was a terrible Batman. In fact, we all know that Christian Bale is a terrible Batman. I'm looking at Alan there. <laughs> but the thing is... No, no, Christian Bale, um, I think, played a very, very good Bruce Wayne. I think he played the eccentric billionaire brilliantly. Um, and I, I, do you know what? Nolan, for any of the failures of the, what do you mean? <laughs> for any of that, Nolan created a phenomenal universe, yeah. set of movies around him, great backstory, big budget, score is phenomenal. Let's be honest about it, the score enhances the film with yeah. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Bane was the, the, I think, the man will never live down Bane as long as he lives with that voice because it was just, it's been so overdubbed and so piss taken out of on youtube it's made a mockery of them films ben affleck when he got announced they were protesting they were writing to american government demanding he be left now they've had a fan appreciation day across america and on twitter for him because he was brilliant he played christian bale's eccentric billionaire brilliantly put a human side into him and did a phenomenal Dark Knight. He he nailed it. He yeah. absolutely nailed it. If you're genuinely going to talk about Batman, it's got to be it's got to be Michael Keaton or or Ben Affleck. And yeah. I'm so looking forward to Michael Keaton doing old Batman because yeah. we never got our finishing of that oh. story. And I'm yeah. yeah. Before uh, we take my before we now. maybe before we maybe move off Batman, I don't know if we will, but <laughs> I just want to put out there: Did anyone see the Gotham series? Because I really yeah, enjoyed that. I, yeah, I, I, I thought that I, was I really good. Yes, Gotham was very good, actually. I watched two episodes and couldn't get into it. I don't think you can have a credible conversation without it. If they would have left the whole Batman shit alone, then it would have been a better series. I think you're right, Cam, because they leave it alone in like the first probably three seasons. Then when he starts to come of age and they do start to inject, you know, Razal Ghul comes into it and some other elements of the story. And they're probably 
weaker seasons. But yeah, still a very I... good show. Very good piece of the canon. Can I just say, the best ever, like, piss take out of Bane, going back to what Paul said, was South Park. No. We should have left our, our, our wives alone, Mr. UPS man. No. <laughs> Seth Wogan from the, um, this is the end, where, where him and fucking, uh, what's his face, is getting stoned. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant, that. So, Alan, Alan, Go on over, there, over there, being quiet. <laughs> Talk to us. I I think that the Nolan trilogy doesn't get as much, you know. It, it, I think it's better than what you guys give it credit for. You know, I mean, I'm not saying. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Cameron and and, and Scott here. Um, why have I got to be first, man? Like, what do I say about? Because no, you're, you're, you're the first one on my screen. That's why. Oh, okay. So I'm just going across. I'm just reading it. Um, no, I mean, for me, the reason that I like it, Shit. you know. <laughs> the reason that I like the films is because I think that it's a very kind of modern take on Batman and I think that for me if Batman was really to exist you know that would how it would be he you know we, we go on about like Michael Keaton's and that with his I know say for example the Batmobile where did it come from you know whereas in Christian in the Christopher Nolan's Batman you can under you can kind of see like you know, Lucius Fox having uh, an, an underdeveloped kind, you know, a, a war, um, uh, so, sorry, an armory full of old war stuff that was developed and never, you know, never actually used. And, and to me, it kind of makes more sense in that sort mm-hmm. of, in that sort of, you know, setting. You know, go on, Cameron, ask you, you want to, you want to argue? Go no, on man, it's just like, obviously, someone in Wade Tech kind of go, I got a second, why the fuck's Batman driving around in one of our cars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. The there is yeah. a gap in that story. There yeah, is I'm a not, gap. I'm not, I'm not saying that there isn't a gap. I'm just saying. That. Yeah, I, I'm just. I'm. You know, I'm saying that if if that, I yeah, kind of look at it from that so that sort of yeah. line of thing that if those two exist, that's what happened. I'm not saying Christian Bale is is the best Batman because obviously he isn't. But I I do think that you know one thing that you know I know you guys will probably you know argue this with me. I think that Scarecrow is an awesome uh, villain in those films. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Scarecrow yeah. yeah. well, yeah. was good. Scarecrow's good. Well, Killian Murphy, you just, yeah. you don't get to go wrong, are you? Yeah. yeah. The first and film I, should have stayed about the Scarecrow. Yeah, it should have done. It should have done, yeah. You know, I know he, he kind of pops up um, in every sort of subsequent film, but I kind of think that there was so much that he brought to that role. I would love to have seen him kind of in a, in a regular role. Do you know what I mean? Like a reoccurring yeah. role. Rather than just yeah, a cameo, matured him a little bit, and yeah. he maybe evolved with the character, put the fucking hat on, and yeah, yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, the, you the, know, the best part in the third film was when you know you see him as the judge, and he's got the yeah, news, yeah, yeah. and it was like Batman animated series. Yeah, yeah, But that's it. It's like the villains, because like I said, Batman's got a million villains, and you know he's got fucking millions. But in the films, we've only had like a small handful. Yeah, obviously we've had the Joker a lot, so we can probably phase. Well, we could probably rate the Joker now. Who was the best and who was the worst? Heath Ledger was the worst. Jack Nicholson was the best. Straight up. Are we arguing or is uh, what? I said, what? What? said that again, Scott? What? The Joker's being best off. Yeah, like the Joker's, for instance. Like, um, who was the best Joker and who was the worst? No, because there's been, what, three, four Jokers or whatever? Yeah. We all know that Heath Ledger was the worst. <laughs> and Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholson were the best. 
Even okay. Jared Leto was better than Heath Ledger. So, 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 so what you're saying is Heath Ledger only got his post-homerous Oscar nom because he was dead, basically. Colin, no. let, me, let, me, let me roll my sleeves up. I already have. <laughs> right, so um, I'm going to argue with you here. Please do. Jared Leto played uh, a, a very colourful version, or almost an acid-trippy version of him, if it was a modern grunge acid-tripping joker. I think... He was quite good, and the Suicide Squad as a film. I don't know why they panned it because I thought it was a reasonably good, um, Comic good movie. Really. Yeah, it was. It was. It was part of the universe. But all of a sudden, let's recast it. Or let's get a new director. Pointless. But the Joker. You watch the Batman movie now. Um, Jack Nicholson was great, and he was psychotic, but he was still. I don't know. There was something about him where he maybe he was a bit too camp. Um, Heath Ledger. The problem with the Joker character is. And this goes to what's his name, who just played it and won the Oscar for it again recently. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy. Who, oh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. So it's a character that is basically an Oscar-winning role because Jack Nicholson should have won the Oscar for for, for his portrayal. Um, the trouble is, is you're playing a psychopath, <laughs> and if as if you play something that's twisted and evil, and you get the looks right and the tone and the inflection. And the behaviours bang on that people are like, ooh. And the Joker is that one dream role that you can either flush it down the toilet or, or excel. And I genuinely think um, that Nolan's Joker was just off the charts. It was the most psychotic. Um, Jack Nicholson was camp. Um, but I think as far as acting your socks off, I think Nolan's won, absolutely won the Oscar. Although, I, in all fairness, it was only when Joaquin Phoenix, when I first saw that movie, I went into the cinema thinking, oh, Jesus, they're spanking the arse out of this. I was blown away by how dark. Yeah, it was a great film, that. It was Joaquin dark Phoenix as fuck, Dark as fuck. And yeah. I mean proper, like, highlighting a mirror to society as to how fucked up yeah. some people can be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it... it may seem absurd and obviously now it's been in the film you know it's not going to happen but i don't think we were a million miles away from some nutter walking into a tv studio and blowing the presenter away i don't think yeah. that was that that far off totally agree. the way it's totally going agree. you know to be yeah, honest no. so anyway so my my gloves are on on the joker thing because obviously <laughs> I, you know i just said i'm going to come back with you on that one paul why heath ledger is a terrible joker <laughs> the simple thing is, right, since Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger was the only sort of like Joker that showed scars going up his face. He, he was menacing, he, he looked great, and he appealed to people. Fair enough, whatever. However, he wasn't Joker, straight up, simple as. He, he had a motive. Joker never has a motive, but he does. That made no sense to me. Jack Nicholson, however, yeah, okay, he was a bit campy and stuff, but <clears throat> that bit, that scene where he's got his balloons and doing the thing and fucking, you know, he's poisoning everyone and he's giving fake money out and that kind of crap. And then Batman comes down, stick nicks his balloons and fucks off. And he's like, he's so unbelievably pissed off that Batman stole his balloons. He asked his right-hand man to give him his gun to shoot him. His best friend His as best well. friend. That's a psycho, right? That's a yeah. that's Joker. That's literally the death of the, the, the becoming fucking... The, Joker being the fucking Joker that we all know, and that's how Joker is. He just shoot, fucking boom, shoot, fuck off. But with Heath Ledger's Joker, it was all about playing games. It was all about being. A, there was a motive with it, like I, you shouldn't have money, and it was just fuck off. You could, you're a fucking gangster. You're not a fucking villain. You're a dick. You know, 
And also as well, uh, Jack Nicholson. You know what? That's a good argument. I can't just, argue with that. Just I as an aside, in the, in that year, I mean, we all talked about Jack Nicholson winning best uh, best supporting actor, I guess, for that role. Uh, uh, but he obviously couldn't squeeze him into the nominations because they had to get Dan Aykroyd in there from Driving Miss Daisy. For yeah, first. Driving Miss Daisy. Fucking yeah. uh, okay, hell, honestly. What's going on? And obviously we all know Jared Little Joker was a fucking he was shit, but he was still better. So, <laughs> so just put it out there because I've got to be, you know, the, the bit of the flight in the ointment. Nobody is going for Caesar Romero's Joker. Well, listen, Joker. right? Not even right. going there, no. Yeah. Or what? You fucking take the attitude out of your voice <laughs> <laughs> when you were talking about the mustache Joker himself, yeah? <laughs> I quite he, like him. I quite like did, him. I just, you know. He did not need to be that gay. <laughs> <laughs> but he fucking did it and he was an icon. Yes. He's the yeah, man. No, he's a fucking brilliant. Brilliantly well, shit. Obviously, we all know we can all admit the greatest voice of the Joker that will ever be when anyone ever reads a comic book about the Joker or reads in a panel, it's Mark Hamill. 100%. If you're going to argue with me on that, Burn your comic books. Yeah. Stop reading <laughs> Batman and stop having an opinion because you're just wrong. And, and, and move to Marvel. DZ yeah. doesn't want you. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, can buy into that. I can buy into that one. Okay. It's just like, I remember watching, obviously, when I was growing up, like my, my TV show for Batman was the animated series. That was like my childhood, that and fucking Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Which obviously Batman and Joker were like a big. It was Kevin Conroy and um, Mark Hamill. They were always like a big part of my like childhood. And I remember it's just the way they played off each other. It was amazing. Whenever I read a Batman comic, it's Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in my head. No matter what the Joker is, no matter what universe it is, it's always those two constant voices in my head. And it's it's that's how it is. I feel like Christian Bale's ego ruined the Christopher Nolan films for me because the reason why we didn't have Robin or Nightwing or anyone in the third movie is because Christian Bale turned around and went I ain't doing a third movie if it ain't about Batman and you can go and look at that it's, it's in an interview online his ego ruined the third movie uh, his ego yeah, ruined the, well, all of the films well many stories about him having an inflated ego can be justified from his Terminator Salvation performance I was just about to say yeah, a big load of fucking dross as well not only did he have a big Rant, but it was a load of shite as well. Okay, you know. I don't walk into your house and ruin your dinner, do I? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's my job. I'm supposed to be here. Cough. <laughs> but so, then he also held it up, didn't he? Because he was like, "Well, if you're going to be, if they're not going to fire you tomorrow, then I'm walking off. I'm not coming back to yeah, finish exactly. this film and stuff." Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I fuck it. I wish he would have walked off and not finished the film. The film was shit. <laughs> Terminator! <laughs> he did. He did. He single handedly ruined the Terminator franchise. Yeah. I hold him personally responsible. Yeah, it was crap. So, that's it. So, and obviously, now bring into like another super. And we've got Superman. With the DC, we, we've only got really Batman and Superman to talk about because they're the ones who brought out multiple films. You obviously, have missed one key uh, element for people because this is quite an emotional subject. And the one thing I found is the ultimate therapy for any comic uh, superhero fan or movie fan is the, the Lego Batman movie where they basically rip the arse out of every superhero <laughs> in any way they can and make them... 
they've basically flipped them all on their heads. And I love it because there's so many little cameos of, of characters that are super strong and they portray them as camp and weedy. And it's just great therapy. Some of these um, little Who's the guy who voices Lego Batman? Will Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah. Will Arnett. yeah. He does he's a great, great job. Development. Yeah, yeah he he's, he's, got, he's got a great voice for yeah, it. He does a great job. Um, he they did a uh, Lego brick makers. It was like a, a competition to who could build the la- best Lego. And they were like, oh, yeah. The, one of the competitors was like, oh, we're going to put this. Um, we're going to put this superhero theme to it. And he went, oh, you're going to put Batman in there. And he went, oh, no, we don't think Batman's that good of a superhero. And he went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, we'll add it. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say that the, the Lego Batman game, Lego Batman 3 for the Xbox. So I was playing it and uh, I've obviously found the Superman character and started flying. And after a few seconds, it starts playing the uh, John Williams song. I was like, oh, I could play this for a bit. So I'm just flying around the suit bump with that song for ages, like, yes. I love the fact well, that they use the, um, the the original scores as well from the movies, the original Batman scores yeah. they use. It's great yeah. because the, the, I, I, I don't – I've got all the Lego games for all the superhero, and I think yeah. they're brilliant because they rewrite the movie scripts. They yeah. make it funnier and just dumb, and they're wicked. They're great to play, great so, to play, I, guilty I, pleasure. So here's a grenade, and I'm only throwing it in there. This isn't necessarily an opinion of mine. I'm only throwing it in there. Are you willing Scott? to die on this hill? Is Batman technically a superhero? No. No, he's not. He's a, okay. he's a sociopath with a right. split no, personality bipolar. No. I know what you're about to say, Cam. You can fucking shut up and no, say No, no, no. Sorry, is someone talking? I can prove, right, okay. Batman is a superhero, okay? And there is several reasons why. And it's nothing to do with money. Uh, so, Batman has money. a genius. Batman has a genius level intellect. He's the world's greatest detective for a reason. Yeah. I thought that was Poirot. Oh, Poirot. Get back on your fucking bus. Uh, right, okay. So yeah, no. Batman is technically a superhero because he's got genius level intellect. He's trained his body that well he can run on two hours of sleep. The only other person that can fucking do that is Judge Dredd, and Judge Dredd is a fucking clone. Right? <laughs> He's one of the world's best martial artists. His instincts are that fucking well honed that he can reflect he can come up with an idea how to beat someone like that and instantly change any form of plan. Yeah? He has contingency plans on every single matter in the world, right? Can he beat Superman? Yes, under no. certain conditions. Under no. certain under certain conditions. It's called being fucking rich. Right, okay. <laughs> can he can be, can, can he beat most of the, the, the super villains? Yes, under certain conditions. Because, you know, he had, like I said, he has contingencies. Can Superman just fly out of nowhere and snap his fucking neck? Yes, has he? Yes. <laughs> it's happened. Not without a fight, though. The, the problem is... Batman's been a god at one point. Batman got yeah. the Mobius chair. And yeah, became White god. Lantern, Batman, and all that kind of shit. Yeah, we I get think, it. I think, Scott, it, it, it kind of... Some, what he's beautifully done, though, what Cam Superman has brilliantly has done... Superman's died more than debate. Batman. <clears throat> again, I'll repeat. What Cam has brilliantly done is prove, once again, that Batman is not a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> real just, superhero. No, we fucking... We, no, we, no, we're not going to move, move on. on. We will move on, sorry. But the thing is... Oh, the thing is, what pisses me off about fucking the Batman Superman fight is, oh, who can kick who? Yeah, yeah, fucking whatever. It's just like everyone's like, oh yeah, but Batman fans like, oh, Batman needs prep time though. No, no, it's just like when you're a kid at your school and some kids being a prick, you don't go right yeah in the park later. You don't go, 
but I need about five weeks of prep time before we do this so I can go and do some Rocky montage and train. It's a case, if a fight's a fight. If it happens, it happens. Can Batman beat Superman? No. He has done, though. Yeah, with prep time and with a fucking tank suit on and kryptonite. If you, if you didn't have kryptonite or a tank suit though, or anything like that, Superman just right, looks yeah, and goes, Superman one second, have had a bean burrito for breakfast, turns around, like, farts, and Batman just obliterates. It's not an argument. Batman has had his prep time. Batman doesn't need prep time. Batman's had his prep time since fucking Big Boy Blue found his fucking ass and shot it to Kansas. Get out with your weak ass bullshit <laughs> argument. It's not weak. Um, just, just put it. Just can I can I play referee here? Just put it into context. Um, the only reason that um, Superman didn't snap his neck <laughs> like a twig and end the film very quickly is because of a bit of a rock that he found and made into a spear and used to make a gas to bring him down to his level, i.e., human. So he's not a superhero. Anyway, moving on. Superman fights Batman to the Oh, right, yeah, and that's Batman like turning around. Superman to kill him. That's like Just turning saying. around going, oh, yeah, uh, Green Lantern's not a superhero because his color, the weakness is the color yellow. Like, everyone has the weakness. Also, In... Superman's a bitch. Do you know what he's scared of? You know what hurts him more than kryptonite? Magic. Who's scared of a fucking card trick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the... is this your card? Ah, damn. You know what I would be impressive is if Batman fucking produced some pink kryptonite. That would be fucking hilarious. Because Batman would have got bombed by Superman. In in fairness to Cam, in fairness to Cam, there is a blight in Superman's past, which I must raise because I think it does have an impact upon this argument. Uh, Superman was nearly defeated by, of all people, Richard Pryor. Richard yeah. Pryor came along in his fake general outfit and his bit of kryptonite, and he, he nearly got him. He nearly got him. So, you know, if Richard Pryor is going to cause him trouble, then, you know, Batman Windows is going to get in there. Tar. The only, the tar. Only thing, the that, was, that was the ingredient he put tar, oh, tar on. Yeah. 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 The only thing that I will give to Superman that everyone can agree. Iconic. Boner every time. Injustice League as well, where he's fucking beating the shit out of Flash and it comes on just briefly. I was in the cinema like that. Oh, yeah. Can we all just admit Batman Superman? Didn't they? Best bit in Batman Superman was when Batman breaks inside and kicks the shit out of them bad guys, the henchmen. Yeah, that that's that was a fucking can we, piece. Can we of... add can we add that into the into the debate actually? Because the one thing that rocked about Justice League was Danny Elfman used John Williams' score and his original Batman score, yeah. which made it far more Batman-y and Superman-y. Yeah, which it was. was awesome. <clears throat> to hear I, the I think it was scores generally out. because a lot of people. Like, you know, that aren't connected with the film in like via the movie studios recognize that the one thing about, you know, all the superheroes that have been around for years, like such as Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, you know, the X-Men, they all have one theme that everyone recognizes. Yeah. Like, like Scott, I, I, I watched Scott go Ooh! in the cinemas like that was generally his reaction. And I yeah, don't want to hear like some little girl. I don't yeah. want to hear some fucking techno dubstep remix of the fucking <laughs> Superman <laughs> theme tune. Because that's not Superman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. Let's fucking get out of here. I'll tell you a funny, a funny story, though, about Justice League. Um, I was lying in bed. Cam was living with me as well. I think he was uh, fucking painting fucking walls with his girlfriend. And um, <laughs> I, I was watching it on my phone. Fucking, Ex-girlfriend. Oh God, I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking Justice League. Trail. So I'm watching it. I thought, I've got a show. So I'm on that home, banging on these fucking doors. I was like, what? So I do, I've got me dick in my bed. I was like, you've got to come and see this. He got me 
guitar around his waist. He's fucking coming out. And we're looking at it. We're both literally looking at it. Like, I'm watching it. And then after it's all that looks, fist bumps. Fucked up. And he went back to his room. And that was our Justice League story. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, it's, yeah. We, uh... We had a good time. Like yeah. I remember, like the one thing, like about the DC universe and everything that the I will, I the Marvel DC universe. If you want amazing, outstanding quality movies, go and watch the DC animated movies. Every comic book fan and DC movie fan and Marvel would admit that the DC movies, the animated films, are fucking incredible. Yeah, they are. Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Returns Part Two. Red Sun, the Justice League Dark movies, all phenomenal. Matt, the fact they brought Matt, Matt Ryan back to play Constantine, he is now the Hugh Jackman for Constantine. Yeah. It's- can I can I just throw something in there? And and I know this will probably piss a lot of people off, but um, Green Lantern movie, I, f- I fucking loved it. I thought it was a masterpiece. The Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, I'm. It was a ma- and the extended edition. I've got the extended edition as well. Mark Strong. Right, Mark Strong does not do crap. Everything Mark Strong in is is brilliant. It was a fantastic, fantastic um, follow-up villain. Um, Ryan Reynolds was awesome as Green Lantern. There was fuck all wrong with that movie. It was and yet the he CGI. Got, he got coated for it. Yeah, I'm with Deadpool on this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues, kid. Welcome to the yeah, that's it, yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah, has going to go three, there. He has played three superheroes, which was a bit much because obviously he was Johnny Storm in uh, Fantastic Four, which he was young and cocky, and he and he works. Was, but was... um, he was brilliant Green Lantern, and, and he was brilliant Deadpool. Chris Evans. Uh, absolutely... That's Chris Evans. Yeah, Chris it wasn't Brian Reynolds? Was he, he was in the Wolverine movie, wasn't he? he but he still played right. Deadpool. Yeah, it was played... still Deadpool. That's yeah. right. He was still Deadpool in that with uh, when he stitched his mouth. Oh, fuck, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That was when the X Men movies were going a little bit skewy, so they rebooted them yeah. and then realized they needed to stitch them back with the old ones and put them back on track. Then they went completely tits up again with yeah. um, all the last few were just weird. I, I, I need some kind of master's degree to even understand how you watch X Men films now. I, I'm totally <laughs> lost with what precedes what and when and how. And you, you, I, I, oh, I don't give a I'm shit. Done. I watch. I watched the first couple of minutes of the new Mutants movie, the one they're bringing out. That's been like, oh fucking yeah, it's on YouTube, isn't it? Fucked around for like the last four years, and that film looks incredible. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it does. It looks they, They've been mucking around with it for ages. Uh, I mean, the, the cast were kids. Now they're all fucking grown ups, and they still yeah. haven't released it. It's because um, basically, what happened with it? Obviously, like there was reshoots and everything. It was supposed to be the first of the Marvel horror movies. Because obviously, if you watched the Phase 4 announcement a few months ago, yeah. it's we're getting a new Blade film. The next Doctor Strange film is going to be a horror movie, basically, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden, the guys that own the rights to Marvel were like, um, to X-Men, were like, we don't want a horror movie. And we're like, yeah, but the fans do. And they kind of spat the dummy out and went, yeah, but we own the rights. And the, guy, the, the director was like, yeah, but we're not making it for you. So they had to reshoot, yeah. and it's no longer a horror movie. But that's it. It's like a quickly, quickly just reversing back to Ryan Reynolds. He's played Deadpool, what? Deadpool 1, Deadpool 2, um, briefly in Wolverine Origins, and even in Thingy as well, Blade 3. Even though he technically were Deadpool, he was still pretty dead, pretty much Deadpool yeah. in that film. Hannibal King won it or some shit. Something like that, like that yeah. But the character, it was great. You know, he, he was he was cocky. Even was in it. that, even that film, 
life he's basically Deadpool in space. Yeah. And again, perfect yeah. casting choice for, Ryan, for uh, choosing Ryan Reynolds to be Deadpool because he yeah. is literally, he is. Wayne it does Wilson. work so well. Yeah, it works so well. Well, it was like Ryan Reynolds was born on the day that Deadpool was first introduced in comic books. Yeah. They shared the same birthday. And even one of the comic writers who was doing it, like there was a scene in one of the comic books where Deadpool rips his mask off and says, I look like an, uh, an avocado has been smashed together with Ryan Reynolds's face. See, I, 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 I like the fact that Deadpool can jump from Marvel to DC whenever he feels like it, and he, he doesn't give a shit. He's got all that. <laughs> yeah, because I've got this book, and I'll, I'll find it for when you guys come up, and I'll see. In fact, I'll see if I can find it uh, before I come down next week, and I bring it down. But it's a graphic novel of uh, Deadpool in the DC universe, and pretty much, he, uh, you know, what he's like he's a he's a tit, isn't he? And um, there's a bit where he's watching, he's got binoculars and a fucking box of donuts, and he's watching Catwoman, um, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy having a three-way les off in this room. So he cuts his fucking head off and throws it in the room. <laughs> now, the thing is, in the, outside the window, you see him, and he's clearly beaten up. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that's a dead girl all over and I love that. I love that. And with that character as well, going back to the Marvel Universe, it, they could do so much. I know, sadly, Stan Lee's now passed, and Stan Lee was in every film. Deadpool should take his place. Deadpool should he turn up in, in, yeah. in the whole get-up with a Stan Lee mask on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That would, in every single film, regardless of what it is, it could be something like Infinity War and all that kind of stuff, where all the fucking worlds of war, he could be just stood there eating a chimichanga going, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they should do with that character. Um, I think that would really, really do very, very well. And I think people buy tickets to go and watch the film just to see when Deadpool's going to pop up. Do you think Deadpool's dead, though, as a character? Because he's now Disney property and Disney, no. you know what they're like. They're super politically correct. Uh, do you know they... what? I think I'll be the last to defend Disney. I'm not a big fan of Disney, but of course, they also own the Aliens. And they own Fox now. They own Predator. Predator they? They're going to have to start doing some adult they've, content. Or they're... They're... So, yeah, they, they basically said they're not going to fuck with them. They've announced that they're doing like a uh, Disney for adults. Because don't forget that Disney have just announced in like the last couple of days that they're trying to get John Berthinelli to re-sign on to do the Punisher series Punisher, again. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. He's, I think, I think <sighs> out of all the adaptions that I've ever seen, I think that that is the best oh, from, so from the comic to yeah. screen. Do you know what I mean? No. Uh, he is just perfect for that role. Do you know what's really cool? John Berthinelli went into a comic book shop to do exactly what you should do if you're going to be in a comic book movie. He went in and went, look, I'm playing the Punisher. And the guy went, I know exactly who you are. I know exactly what you're doing. Put those comic books down or I'm going to slate you online. Read these. And gave him all the comics that he needed to read for free. Yeah. yeah. And John Berthinelli was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, so he did really good. I'm going to pose a question now. What was your favorite worst comic book movie ever made? And I'm going to tell you mine straight away. Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh, I, I fucking love Howard the Duck, man. That is such a good movie. Fucking duck titties and all. It's <laughs> fucking great movie. I think the most disturbing part about that is Leah Thompson pretty much had sex with a fucking duck. That was yeah. promoting bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, still, you still would, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd suck a fart out of her ass. I don't care for it. <laughs> 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 
fucking one. One then. So, what's your favourite yeah. worst comic book movie? The Karate Kid. What? Does that count? Is that is, is that, that a comic book count? movie? Karate Kid DC film. Comic, I think. The Karate Kid DC. Look it up. Look it up. I will, because this is news to me. Yeah. <laughs> right, the Karate Kid and Mr Miyagi Karate Kid. Mr Miyagi's going to be in the next Suicide Squad. Oh, no, fucking King Shark's in the next one. Yeah, King Shark. When King Shark first appeared in that fucking flash, and me and you just went, whoa, oh, yeah. hell. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sat there going, oh, fuck, this is getting good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, if you're obviously not accepting the Karate Kid, which, I don't know, um, I probably got it, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, God, do you know what I don't know? Because they're all pretty shit, really, in the world, right? Probably Quest for Peace. <laughs> yeah, that's going to that's gonna be there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the only, reason why, the only reason why I think that's fucking shit is because they used 80% of the budget to make Master of the Universe. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they did. Which Dolph Lundgren was fucking awesome as He-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was my He-Man, without a doubt. Yeah, um, can I throw one under the bus, um, which I, I loved, and I know people slated, um, the Fantastic Four movies. Which, which one, the, the new one, not the recent one, but the, what, the two-parter one where the yeah. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed them. Again, why the fuck did they reboot them? There was nothing wrong with them. That's it. And the I guy think from the Shield a, did a really good job as a thing. Yeah, okay, looked yeah. a bit of a shitty suit, but he was a really good thing. Well, that's it. I think they fucked it up, though, to be fair, with Silver Surfer, because Silver Surfer effectively won, uh, maybe in the top five of most powerful members of anyone in the yeah. Marvel Universe. He is fucking... You don't want to fuck with him. No. Well, he was a bit of a pussy in that film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's no potential there. No. No, I think, I think they introduced too many characters without any back, without any knowledge of where they were going with it. They yeah. didn't know where they were going. Yeah. And then Marvel yeah, right. st- stepped in and just said, fuck it, we're going to spank the arse out of this in this linear storyline where every time somebody farts, there'll be a repercussion in another movie yeah. and we'll stitch it yeah. all together every ten years and... Boom, Marvel yeah. Gold. Um, DC still haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing. I really hope they get their shit together at some point because so um, far the TV shows are doing better than the movies. Yeah, one of brothers. Yeah, and the fact that they've incorporated yeah, the TV shows now with the movies, I think that could work out pretty well. But it's the uh, what's it? Is it Ang, Ang Lee who did the Hulk back in yeah. 20, did, 2002? Yeah, yeah. Lee, yeah, did that, yeah. You that was what? a good film. Yeah, when I first watched that film, I was very impressed with it. I was like, oh, this, this is good. And then, obviously, when the Edward Norton one came out, I thought, fuck, now that's even better. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was good and Hulk, then, and he wanted he to do more. He actually wanted to do more. It was an interview with him. He actually, he was hoping to do the Hulk in the Marvel Universe, and they just yeah. didn't bother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Once again, I, I that as well. Like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, everyone's called Mark, Mark Ruffalo, who ended up playing the yeah. Hulk eventually. He... He played a Hulk. His Hulk was like a, a roller coaster. It went up and it was like, you know, it was going to be great. And then it went down and it was fucking awesome. It was great and it was great. And then it ended very quickly. And then it went shit. Because anything from Ragnarok, his Hulk was pants after that. <laughs> because when when we when I first saw the trailer and I, and I saw him come out with the fucking, all the, the armor on, and I went, fuck yes, Planet Hulk. We've got Planet Hulk. And I yeah. remember phoning Cam, saying, Cam, Planet Hulk. 
planet we've got, Planet Hulk. And Cam was like, fuck off, you're full of shit. Watched the Ragnarok trailer. He was like, he watched it. He phoned me back. He was just like, yep, I've got wood. <laughs> but then but then it went crap. He's it, it, talking. It just... But saying that, though, he did play the truest form of Hulk in the first Avengers Endgame film. Is it Endgame? Infinity no, no. War. Infinity War. That was the only time the Hulk in, in any film live adaptation was played to the T as comic book. Because when he first comes up against Thanos in the comics, he gets his fucking ass kicked. Now, at this point, you have to understand Hulk can take down anything and anyone in pretty much just a quick fight or whatever. He's that mm. strong. But when he first meets Thanos, he's cocky with it. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'll fucking kick his ass. And he, he gets his ass kicked. And he does at the beginning of um, Infinity War. He gets his ass kicked. And he's scared of him. You actually see Hulk genuinely scared. And he's mm. and when and when Mark Ruffalo's there trying to Hulk him out, and you see him and he goes, No, he comes out and he's like he said, goes, No, that's perfect. That was I was actually thinking, do you know what? Marvel have actually got something finally right with their superheroes. Apart from Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. But that part with Hulk out of everything, that was the only time Marvel have got anything right with their superheroes on screen. I thought Captain America was phenomenal. Yeah. Captain America was a big boy scout. You can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I watched the original film in the uh, in the cinema. I thought the the first one was an instant classic. I loved it. It's one of my favourite Marvel yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Iron Man one and Captain America one are just a go to repeat, repeat, repeat film as far as I'm concerned. Before you before you came on, Paul, I was just saying I managed because I was just explaining to uh, Scott how you know with the. MCU universe just being such a big behemoth. Uh, I struggled to absorb the films more than once because you know they're massive and they're all interconnected and, and everything else. But uh, I did revisit the first Guardians of the Galaxy and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely it's a masterpiece. It. Again, brilliant yeah. film, amazing. Just every part of it is just had me just in delight. There's so really, much link. Yeah. When you go back and watch the Marvel Universe, you do, every yes. single scene this just links and links and setups yeah. and it's it's mind blowing that like they announce when everyone's going, Oh, what's the, the last two Avengers movies gonna be? And yet they 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 openly say endgame, the endgame yeah. started and you think you don't realise how how whoever the, the guys who write this must sit down and plan this out for probably nearly nine, twelve months where they say these are the key things that are going to get interwoven, and then they just go out to all the directors and say, you must include this. It was, has to be included to be stitched together. There was such a big timeline gap between Guardians of the Galaxy, even probably the second one, and then the final two Avengers films, that I forgot with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Drax, you know, the reason why he is the way he is, and the reason why he says what he says is because that's his people. They take things Literally, they do kind of literal things. And mm. that just got lost with me somewhere along watching the films and then years going by to the next sort of films. So going back and what we were seeing the first one and having that little explanation, suddenly you understand so much more about why he says the things he says in the original. Like, oh, that's why he's saying about yeah, them being what? in love and stuff. You, I'm like, oh, okay. You are a bit of a sort of a shorter, balder, chubbier Drax type. <laughs> I can see that. Do you know what? Any... Adjective, that's the describing word, isn't it? Any adjective you, you use to compare me to Drax, I will take as a compliment. Because he's so high up there. You then see, I'll withdraw it. 
that's a good question actually that leads to a good question if you could uh, again it's the one wish if you could pick and be one superhero of all the superheroes about all supervillains who would it be I, I just want to briefly uh close out cam's question uh yeah. because i have to, i've not seen it in its entirety but i've seen enough footage of the 1990 captain America. Oh. <laughs> I know it's so bad. It has to be good. I'm one that... pot to get to see it. I've watched it. It's yeah. awful. Oh, yeah, it's that bit awful. Where goes, Mr. President. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's David Hasselhoff as Nick Cage. Um, Nick Fury. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's awful. But yeah, yeah in, in, in to answer Paul's question, um, obviously you'd probably go, oh, you're a good book, Superman. I'm going to shock you on this one. Nightcrawler. Nice. I choose Nightcrawler. I just think he's fucking cool. Okay. So, I've had this conversation with someone, and I've racked my brains, and this this has haunted me for years. Domino from the X-Men. And the exact reason is the power of getting lucky at every single thing you do literally has no downside. The ultimate power ever created is to be lucky at everything. That's true. There's a brilliant Red Dwarf episode where they where they it use a red virus and just it's gonna go there. it leads yeah, to nothing but great go. things. Yeah. Um, can I be a shameless whore and say that I would love to be Henry Cavill's Superman because I think he's awesome. Probably the strongest Superman as well. Yeah. One hour wearing the red pants. I'd probably go with Hawkeye just because he's not a superhero, but he's a human being with amazing skills. And he's got a hot wife. And a hot wife. And a really should, kick-ass, yeah. like, nice, like, scenic woodland house. Like, I first saw that scene, you know, where, like, they go and see him at his house. And I was like, wow, I'd really <laughs> like to live there. <laughs> he's fucking real. No one is going to fucking buy an owl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... If it, if it wasn't a major spoiler alert, but I'm sure... Anyone who's worth their salt watching this understands what I'm about to say. Iron Man, if he wasn't dead, that's who I would be. You'd probably do better if you were actually dead, Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's got it all. I mean, he is their Batman, isn't he? He's rich, he's like the genius, he's got the money, it's all sorted, it's all there. And he has Pepper Potts. Yeah. Did anybody see the boys? Yes, yes, yes. I've actually so downloaded it. I'm going to watch yeah. it um, this weekend. Yeah. Do that okay. because the second season comes out in a couple of weeks. September, oh, you know, September sometime, isn't it? September 4th. What was that? What? What? The Boys. Oh, oh tell the me. Boys. Oh, I love that. It's a brilliant yeah, show. Yeah. It's a joke, yeah. Okay, I don't want to talk about it because Alan needs to watch it and I want to do an entire episode on The Boys because I went, I went did a very lot of research after I watched the first season and there's a lot of stuff in there. So yeah. It's so we, boring yeah. as well. I've just yeah. rewatched it to get up to speed with the second season, yeah. so I'm up for that. Yeah. So tell you what, Alan, when you're ready to, when you've watched them, let us know when you've watched them. Yeah. We'll do, we'll do an episode on that. We'll do an yeah, yeah, How about we do an episode after season two comes out? Well, so, doing like, recap, well yeah. so it comes out September fourth. So let's say, what? Hang on, let me have a look. Ah, the problem is, though, Cam, we won't be able to do it because the thing is, season one dropped in the full season. This one's weekly. No, for fuck's oh, sake! Yeah. Really? In September, it's weekly. You... Yeah. Oh no, you... that's a shit way of doing it. Yeah, they're just wow. doing service. 
A streaming they, service shouldn't do that. They're no, and debt. they did it with right. Picard, and they spanked it with adverts, yeah. and they've got to yeah. stop that because you need to be able to just drop the series and let people binge watch it. Oh. That's what On Demand's about. If they start all this weekly shit, people will walk away from yeah. On Demand. But well, saying that, though, they have, was... they have been uh, granted a third season, so... I'm not surprised. The only thing I can see where they're, where they're kind of coming from, and I'll probably be one of them, well, not some of one of these, is that obviously if they drop it all, it's eight episodes, it's ten episodes, people will sit there from the minute it drops and watch it for ten hours, and they'll be straight on the fucking internet That's telling right. everyone about what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So I can kind of understand it from that point of view if they don't want to have the spoilers out too soon, you know. But it cool. is it is old school the whole weekly drop. It needs they don't should do yeah. that. My counter argument is to that now I could literally ruin the entire second season for you guys because I went out and did research. So it's based on a comic book. So the whole idea of oh we don't want people spoiling it on the internet, it got spoiled on the internet years ago because the series <laughs> finished yeah. years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But I do want to talk about one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, and um, it's on the screen right now. It's Mystery Men. I love it. Yeah. I love that movie. I yeah. love it. From the day I saw it, I still watch it now. I love the whole universe. Amazing film. I love it. Fucking Mystery Men is such yeah. a good movie. Mr. Furious, um, man. Ben Stiller was phenomenal. Ben Stiller. I've even, not watched even, it so long. Even Greg... Kinnear, when he first confronts uh, oh, the bad guy, who's Baron, Baron Frankenstein, he goes, he goes we are nemesis, 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 he's like struggling over the pool of like nemesis. I, <laughs> I thought it was a car wreck of a movie. Yeah. Oh, you kid. shut the fuck oh, up. Go away, <laughs> go away. Amazing film. Sorry, he must, made it must, up with Zoolander and Tropic Thunder, but I thought it was a car wreck of a movie. They I must have the Q6 out of my dictionary because I don't understand the media of the world. Quit. That alone, <laughs> that line alone is the whole film. It's amazing. Nah, car wreck. Nah, sorry, car wreck. I thought it was shite. But then again, I watched it years ago and it came out. Maybe if I watch it again now, I'll, I'll see it in a different light. But when, I, when it first go, came yes. out, I went to cinema and I thought, what the fuck have I wasted my time in this room for? Hang on a second. Right, no, fuck you, right? <laughs> You've just sat there and said Green Lantern was a fantastic film and now yes, you're bad mouthing mystery men? You know what you yes. should do? You should take a giant swivel and suck a dick. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Paul. I have fallen out with you, man. Like, no. Fuck there are some I'm sorry. Problems issues there. there are some issues there. I'll give him that. I'm sorry, I, I, yeah. I think it's uh, uh, worth it just for the spleen. Just oh, yeah, every time he yeah. came onto it, oh yeah. my god, I just creased up every time he's he's on screen. And oh. uh, forgive me for not remembering her name, but the way Jan, Janine Groffalo's character talks to yeah, that bowling ball because her dad is in the bowling yeah. ball. Listen, <laughs> I'm having this conversation yeah. now, okay? Just be quiet. And then she goes on and just starts talking. I love the noise it makes with like the, like the way like it flies around. Yeah. But yeah, I, need the, to, uh, I need to watch it again, evidently. But the, the guy that goes invisible, it was like, well, I can't do it while you guys are all staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's, there's one out on Netflix at the minute done by Dark Horse Comics. It's called The Umbrella Chronicles. Uh, Umbrella yeah. Academy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the, uh, yeah. See, I, I watched the first episode, and everyone else was about this is a bit poo. Now, my girlfriend, she's watched all of it. She loves it. And actually, on the 31st of this month, which is what, next Friday? Yep. It, it comes out again on Netflix. The next series comes out. So she's looking forward to that. So I might have to give that an actual go. I need to give it a go, yeah. Yeah, there was a talking monkey of some sort. I don't know what it's all about. Yeah, but... yeah. And the robot mum who killed the dad. I don't know. It 
Yeah, I'm about to give it a go. Watch it, watch it. It's a very good series. It's a bit of a slow burner. Yeah. Ellen Page is in it, so it's worth it because she's a oh, great okay. actress. Yeah, she is. Um, but it's a slow burner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just, just big four red lost like Steve. Yeah, just yeah. keep 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 at it and just trust me, just watch it. It's fan- it's a phenomenal series. I loved it. Did you guys ever watch the uh, Watchmen season that came yes. out on Atlantic? No, I didn't. Was I it? need to go to that. I need that to go to that as well. So good. It was That's so supposed to be better good. than the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pissed me off because not the new second season. They just said we're doing one season of it, and that is it. Oh really? And I was just like, I was because I remember watching it on. I got now TV. I think it was now TV specifically for it. And I sat and watched it all in work. I was like, right, okay, the green lit second series. And the, the guys were like, yeah, we're not doing second series. We don't want to. And I was like, uh, you well, that, that sounds t- like somebody has just basically made a super long edition uh, rework of the movie then into a TV show. Because some no. series, some TV movies, some movies you think to yourself, this is just a extended version of the film, but over 10 hours. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I, I think Psycho was... worked brilliantly as a TV series, better than the movies. Oh, like Bates Motel. Yeah, Bates Motel, yeah. Bates yeah, Motel was amazing. Far better. Yeah, Far better to watch that. Weird. Great piece of TV. And they finished it, right? Five seasons, story ends, feed straight into the first film. Awesome. See, that's what I enjoy about a lot of movies, like a lot of TV series and stuff like that. Like, they go out and they go, right, we're going to do five seasons. That's it. We're going to explain fucking everything. We're not going to pander to the audience and do another like series like fucking Supernatural did. We're not dragging it out. We're going to do it, and that is it. Yeah. Supernatural's got like fucking 25 million seasons because fans are like, oh, Sam and Dean Winchester. Oh. <laughs> it's like, just let it die. Let it die. I mean, and to be fair, they should have done that really with The Walking Dead. I think that's what killed The Walking Dead off. Was that just went, yeah, went on too long for it. It's a soap opera now. It's a soap yeah, opera. Yeah, it is a soap opera, yeah. I, 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 the thing is, I have not watched any of the new series of Walking Dead because I got to that stage after the third series. But I thought the third series was really good once they fucked off with the government and they was in the prison. I thought that was a great series. After that, it started to fucking fail a little bit. And I felt like I was watching it because I needed to see how it ended because I'd invested yeah. so much time into it. But now I'm just like, you know what? Zombies are now not the threat anymore. Yeah. That's the thing. They're not, uh, yeah. they're not mm-hmm. asked. A horde of a hundred thousand zombies have walked past, and they'll just walk right through them now. And mm. to me, that takes the it, element of the of it away. It's a soap opera, it's exactly. I mean, I I love The Walking Dead, and then they did that stupid break, which then I just stopped watching it, and then eventually I I, I had to wait for it to like build up a season. And then I'd binge watch a season. But what I was finding myself doing is I didn't binge watch it. I'd skip through all the boring monologues and the duologues and all the crap yeah. until there was an action scene and there were zombies and there were attacks. And then Negi brought in a whole dynamic, which was great. And then, like, the main character, he fucked off because he was fed up with spanking the ass out of yeah. his soap opera. And, and he's still doing it. Just so now he, I haven't yeah. watched it since he left. But they'll put, I'll wait another two or three seasons and I'll speed watch it all through just to see if there's any tidbits in it. So, I've watched yeah. up to season nine. I haven't seen any of season ten. Yeah, and so, with eight and with, with season eight and season nine, I ended up watching them weekly, which I hate doing. But there's just so much to watch nowadays and so much to digest that I had to do it to keep up. And like, I mean, Paul's dead right. I'd sit there after having watched it. I'd be like, 
nothing happened. Yeah. And hours yeah, gone by and literally nothing's happened. Yeah, I know. And and, and mm. there's more and more of those episodes now. They're getting yeah. more and more frequent. Was that season two? I think season two had about 22 episodes in it. I don't think there was a single zombie for 17 episodes. 17 consecutive episodes. Not it's a single possible. zombie. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Either season one finale or season two, they actually tell you how the series is going to end. They announced way too early that everyone's infected with the virus. Yeah, that was, a, like, that was the first season. Like, we know, we now know how the season's going to end. Everyone's going to be a zombie. You're either going to die of starvation or you're going to get shot by another survivor. And then that's it. You're a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Series over. Like, yeah. the, the one thing... Okay, so we need to bring it back around to superheroes anyway. Before fucking... <laughs> Do, yes. The one superhero out of any series you want to be in a film or a solo film, I'll start Plastic Man. <laughs> yes. Bruce, Bruce Campbell is fucking Plastic oh, Man. Greatest yes. superhero movie ever made. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. Yeah, I could I, see I that. Agree with that. That's fucking brilliant. In fact, actually, about this conversation. Yeah, in fact, this is actually uh, pinpoints out a, a new little subtopic. Okay, what actor, current, what current actor could play any superhero? And I'm going to start. Neil Patrick Harris, The Flash. Doogie Howser himself. Yeah, that's or a good Riddler. one. Or The Riddler. Oh, yeah. Riddler. That's a good Riddler. call, yeah. Or like David that. Tennant is The Riddler. Or the guy who plays fucking Sheldon Cooper. Yeah, he wanted to, actually. I remember seeing um, him want to do I mean, He mentioned it. He was like, oh, yeah, I want to do The Riddler. But I, I don't know. I think like people will see him as like... What's that? What's that Shut little up. fucking guy who's Superman's um, villain? That... Mr. Mixic Pigalix. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Oh. I was only doing it to just join him. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. This is gonna this is gonna gonna end well, isn't it? Do you know what I'd like to see as Batman? I'd like to see Idris Elba as Batman. I'd like to see his take on it. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you, Colin? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Colin, turn your head 45. 45 degrees. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Mr. Mixley, <laughs> the only way to defeat him is to say, make him say his name backwards. <laughs> Otherwise, apart from that, it's pretty much unstoppable. That sounds like a difficult objective as well. Yes. I mean, it's not. Yeah. He's not a smart character. Yeah. <laughs> he's not he's, a smart character. The thing is, he's pretty much unstoppable and he effectively he can kill Superman. But if you turn around to him, this is how dumb he is. Just say, just say your name backwards. He will do it and then kill himself. <laughs> the, the way so, he works is he's from the fifth dimension, which is basically run on imagination. Yeah. The reason why he's never killed Superman is because if he kills Superman, then that's going to kill a lot of imagination in the world because there'd be supervillains running around and then he'd he effectively had no like food source. Yeah. i tell you what would be a good superhero to bring to the big screen. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the big screen, just on screen. A good rendition of Bizarro. Mm. Ooh. You know, because I think that would be really cool because he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. And that's the good thing about him. He just don't think he's doing anything wrong. And that's what I like about that character. John Cena. <laughs> John Cena is bizarro. Because <laughs> he's ripped like a motherfucker. And he Not, can anymore. Play go- Not anymore. He can play <laughs> goofy characters. Oh, I was going to say Shazam. John Cena is Shazam, actually. I yeah, wouldn't so, mind Cena as Shazam. Yeah. 
that was the thing for a while, but then everyone was like, oh, The Rock's playing Black Adam. It's just a WWE movie now. Because obviously, uh, The Rock's still playing Black Adam in the movie when it eventually comes out. That's going to be cool, that. Nine years' time. That's going to be cool, that. Because mm. I was really talking about this previously the other day, as where, do you know where people are born to play a character? Dwayne mm. Johnson was born to play Black Adam. He, he fucking just looks like him. Just give him a couple of little pointy ears and boom, there you go. Mm. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> uh, who else? i tell you Perfect. what. I, go on. I, I was going to say, there's, there's three Batman villains I'd really love to see brought to the screen. And that would be Hush. Um, and I think that the best person to play him would probably be Scott Adkins. Yes. Yeah. Go call. Yes. Go call. Yeah. Very yeah. good call. Um, did, did you watch the... Um, Animated film they did for Hush. No, I, I, someone on my watch list, but I haven't actually got around to watching it yet. Fucking yeah. quality. So I'd love to see that. And I, I don't know whether you guys would like this. I actually think well, Peter Dinklage is the Mad Hatter. Would be absolutely funny no, as hell. Uh... I can see it. I can see yeah. it. I'd have to actually watch it to get like a thingy on it. But yeah. no, I, I, I liked like... him in the Marvel film anyway, to finish. I thought that was a great little cameo he did. We were playing a giant, yeah. 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 Oh, it was great. <clears throat> but the other one, and I, I mean, I don't know who would get, who would do this one, so I throw it out to you guys. I would really love to see the ventriloquist in a proper right, Batman you... film. Yeah. Howard. Howard from fucking Big Bang Theory. No, now you see that Christian the ventriloquist has a very unique look. Obviously, Scarface the dummy is, you know, just a dummy. Who you calling dummy, dummy? And then, like, you know, it's glasses, kind of chubby, kind of in himself, balding. Let me find an actor and I will. <laughs> so, I've got a question. If Tom Hanks was going to play a superhero, well, who super, what, which superhero would it be? Oh, that's Wait. a bloody hard one. Yep. Yeah. Why are you thinking Jesus. about that one as well? Mm. Chris Rock. What would Chris Rock be? <laughs> what superhero would Chris Rock be? <laughs> oh. oh, I'm stumbling off on Tom Hanks. If Tom oh. Hanks was... Pl- oh, blimey. Um, I know, I know. Uh, oh, no, I can't. I was going to say Alfred. But, um... <laughs> any age Tom Hanks as well. Not just, not like, not current. Any not age. Not current, yeah. Because he was a fucking funny, he's a good actor, but he's, he he's an old person, he's yeah. a versatile actor, so he could play pretty much anyone. Do you know what I think? Do you know, like Tom Hanks during the years of, say, Big and Bachelor Party, I think he'd have played a good or a decent ish Peter Parker. Do you know what I was going to say? I was going to yeah. say a decent Deadpool, actually. Or even a decent Deadpool, yeah. Yeah, a bit more Potter. That eclecticness about him. A bit, bit buffer, and I could see him as Nightwing. Mm. He's he a bit tall, that... though. Nightwing's short, isn't he? Mm, indeed. Yeah. I tell you what, I reckon I could see him as Rorschach from Watchmen, just because he's so unthreatening to look at. You would never yeah. imagine that he would, he could be that sort of character. Mm. You know, I mean, if, if that was that was real. And you saw Tom Hanks walking down the street. Or you, yeah, it couldn't be him. Couldn't be him. Do you know what I mean? Because he just doesn't look that solid. Yeah. Just doesn't look threatening. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got it. So 
the actor that would play the ventriloquist, Arthur Penn, Rush Steiner, back in the <laughs> original movie. Go, oh, and look, right, yeah. go and look at him, because he could play a young Arthur Penn and an old Arthur Penn. Go and look at Arthur Penn from the Gotham movie and go and look at the cartoon version. And Rush Steiner could fucking do it. Bang on. See, I'm looking at a picture of us now and I can see it. Yeah, younger Russ, yeah. Which, by the way, your little doobal doc thing of that was fucking priceless, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, the face swap app? Yeah, yeah that was yeah. fucking brilliant. I've been, there's, a, there's an app called Dooblycat where you can... Yeah basically take a selfie and render it into any GIF or video imaginable of any movie. And I, I've been having such fun with it. Oh, I've, got a fun. I've just put myself into the Lost Boys today. So yeah. over the moon, over the moon. <laughs> I just want to get myself onto a Tim Capello one, but it won't let me. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm have to I've tried already. Upload pornos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, fucking right. Lads. We're hour and twenty odd, so yeah. shall we? Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We'll wrap it up. Carry this on another week. Yeah, we'll wrap this up and then obviously try to split this up into two. Right. So anyway, guys, that was our rendition and small little arguments and discussions about superheroes and other such bullshit. Mm. Hope you enjoyed it. Please like, share, and subscribe. And the outlaws are home. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Ciao. See you guys.